0: Who doesn't love a good stick figure drawing? But they don't exactly shout, I'm a professional therapist, do they? See what professional exercise prescription software looks like with a three-month free trial on us. Discover how easy it is to fully customise patients' rehabilitation plans whilst choosing from hundreds of exercise pictures and videos, each with modifiable descriptions. You can even send them out by email or WhatsApp. Plus, you get inbuilt virtual consultation software as standard. Claim your free trial now at rehabmypatient.com forward slash
1: I'm delighted to be here today with Liam Richardson from Therapy Expo. We were at the show last year. It was a real return to -to face-to-face events for many of us uh, following a two-year block from due to COVID, of course, forced block. Um, so it's just really nice to get back in that mixer. We've then spoken and w- spoken to the show about how they're balancing their education content and, and also uh, some response to feedback that they've received over the years, as well as a new team involved in the show that meant that we got down the table and we've come up with a plan that mixes, me and the team are going to come along to, to Therapy Expo as physio matters and document some stuff, create some content on, on a stand there, as well as then me accepting speaking slots on a couple of parts of the show, including the MSK conference, and the main expo. So we're going to be in and around in the mixer. So it seems smart to communicate that to you guys and to hear a little bit more about the program, how it came about and what to look forward to. So you two can join us uh, for, for a drink, including in the evening. So there's lots of socializing opportunities we will have as well. So Liam's here today to, to help me sort of uh, understand what's, what's planned and how it all came about. So firstly, Liam, could you just introduce yourself a little for the listeners and then tell us about how you ended up involved with Therapy Expo?
0: No, of course not. Thank you very much for having me on, Jack. It's uh, you know, it's good to finally speak in person properly. Um, so I've been involved, so I work for Closer Still Media as head of content, and I've been involved for about uh, 18 months in total. So I've worked for about 13 years um, in events, and I've organised everything from things in the oil and gas industry to in business to also sort of other medical events and things like that. So um, a year ago, I started work on Therapy Expo, and it's the first edition after... After Covid, so we had that you know two year two year gap, and my job's basically to go out there and talk to as many people as possible, get a proper understanding of what's going on in um in a certain sector or in a in a community, and try and talk to all the right people, just put on as good a conference as possible and I think with Therapy Expo it's something that had had you know a really long history and a long track record but I think Covid in a way provided an opportunity to do a bit of a reset look at what worked what maybe didn't work and give it a real sort of overhaul and a big boost um, to you know to have a good future really
1: yeah fantastic no that sounds that sounds great so um I mentioned there about it being a sort of new team involved yep. i've been hearing that from a few different people um Tell me a little bit about how the process has evolved in terms of the creation of the educational side
0: no of course so I think for you know for me I, you know full disclosure I, you know I'm not a, a physio i'm not work, you know I'm not part of the therapy world you know I've did an English degree many years ago that's about you know about as exciting as it gets but I think you know what i you know started to do from day one is go out there and try and really understand who some of the key people are the key organizations and just try and get them involved and try and really understand you know lift the bonnet up to find out what it is that people want to learn about what it is that people find challenging um and try and put that into a really exciting program and so this year um, you know, we took that up another notch where we had a sort of formal advisory board that we set up, and we tried to make it, you know, quite representative with lots of different sort of people involved. You know, people like uh, you know Mike Grice, Mike James, uh, Anna Marie uh, uh people like Chris Norris as well. Uh, so a whole range of different stakeholders, people around the table, just giving plenty of input. And I think that was maybe missing before because, you know, we you know, we have to be completely honest. We're not, you know, part of your world, but we're here to serve it. And you can only serve it by having the right connections, having the right contacts and really try to make the effort to understand what's happening in a market. We can't just come in and say, Right, we're just doing this, come along. You know, we have to really um yeah, really understand the the market and understand what's going on properly.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And and I, d- I do feel, I think, historically, me and the team, because we are in-industry educators that then produce content by via, say, a podcast and event, but we kind of have our finger naturally on the pulse because that is not just our job, but also yeah. our passion. And so we've sometimes been a little bit frustrated in that direction when external stakeholders have then come and done that. Now, it's probably been on us to probably embrace it more and therefore integrate more. Uh, there has been some resistance from people in the past, but you and team have been really forthcoming with that and to understand mm-hmm. it better. Because without that chance to speak to the educators in the industry, yeah. I imagine that you're going to naturally have to use just commercially derived um, content, yeah. uh, which can have its, you know, it's not inherently bad, but it's just that then you only have that one opportunity and so the education wing then just becomes a series of infomercials is that am i am i sort of guessing I, that right as to what would happen if you didn't have this panel
0: I think, you know the panel goes a long way i think with any event we've got to be realistic if people want the you know highest quality event possible it, it requires you know sponsorship if you want to keep costs as low as possible for delegates it requires sponsorship and it means that you know it doesn't mean that therefore they should be infomercials we would want to work with all our sponsors as much as possible to make sure the content that they're putting on you know is as valuable as possible but what we um i think what it does is it just means that we're not reliant on that we've you know there's more strings to our bow and there's more that we can do and i think you know you know, like I said, it isn't necessarily our industry, but I think we're all incredibly passionate about Mm. what we do. We've got a real, you know, this is a great event to work. I've loved working on it. And the people um, in this world have been incredibly friendly, you know, always willing to have a conversation, chat. It was the same at Therapy Expo last year. It's just such a buzzing event. People were, you know, really happy to chat and they're really open and welcoming. And it means that you can, re, you know, it, it makes it easier for me to ask the right questions, get to know people better and just understand, um, you know, what, how we can improve what we need to change. And the whole team's like that, you know, it is a completely fresh start. Uh, new new squad of people and thankfully everyone works well together we're all enthusiastic and we all want to do a do a good job and make this as good an event as possible and I'm not saying that wasn't the case before but I think you know we've definitely come together as a a team uh, with a proper purpose really.
1: Mm. No that sounds that sounds great and really promising that's certainly I can I can recognise that as well you know there's some of the um, some of the mistakes that me and the team were making to some degree over the last few years has been to sort of hark back to some past experiences with Therapy Expo, which has changed hands in various different ways, including sort of as a corporation, it is something that has been different. And so it's, it's weird to sort of tar it with an old brush, really. And so to witness then an improvement in various different directions, including the thing that we're most passionate about, which is this bringing sort of evidence-informed quality education to the fore, that then is not so much about peddling gadgets and gimmicks um, now we know as you mentioned and we're you know we're a commercial enterprise yeah. as well it's not as if we're just running charities and therefore we understand the need for sort of um, the commercial opportunities and for generating return for us to get some money flowing through the system um, and that is only for the betterment of all of us but how do you guys find yourself being able to balance that because I know as an event organizer and so I suppose I'm, I'm saying this with a bias knowing that it's challenging so I am assuming that you might find it easier and therefore you can can tell me and you can tell me after this call as to how to better balance it but generally speaking i know that sometimes there is a, a tension and trying to counsel uh, some of the brands to explain about how they will get get better sort of sales uh, to actually then buy them offering and adding value uh, in that way so how do you find yourself balancing that act?
0: No, i think that's a good question i think usually the um you know usually what i would like to do and the the approach we take is that where we work with our our sponsors it's to have a conversation with them and try and give them as much help as possible you know sometimes you know it's very easy to maybe work with um a sponsor he wants to you know they've got something amazing and they want to talk about it but um that creates a challenge um where you know people aren't just interested in hearing about them and what they're doing they want to know more about um you know how it will benefit them so i think it's just try to give people the right tips the right information to make their presentations useful as possible or their session as useful as possible right. and i think in terms yeah. of the balance between the program it's just you know we, you know i'm in in as a head of content and my job is to make sure the content is as good as possible because if the content's great the people will come and if the people come the sponsorship comes so i think you know the team that i work with understand that that the content you know it's a cheesy old saying but the content is king and it has to take precedence because everything flows from that and i think we've got the balance right on that and we've um, yes. you know we've had some non-negotiables around that really in terms of um, maintaining that quality and trying to you know not make it too sponsor-led making it you know having the right balance
1: yeah and everyone wins from that I think that's the thing that's that people are going to realize I can see I can see how you've gone for that and I can see the evolution of the event in that direction which is which is promising uh, because there are others, um, sort of in the industry and adjacent to it, that sometimes have just raced to the bottom in the other direction, and, um, and and it just doesn't then serve serve the audience very well. People want to understand the context in which that product or service can be applied, yeah, um, and and therefore it's something that needs to be. Um, better better uh, balanced, as we're describing. Um, just generally speaking, tell, tell us a little bit about how it's worked with your – sorry, I keep calling it a panel or a committee or I forget what you, you – know, advisory, advisory board. board yeah. um, so just tell me a little bit about how that's how that's occurred and, and, and also how that has worked, yeah.
0: So the way we, – what we've done with the advisory board is we've had um, – earlier on this year we we set it up we you know we tried to make sure we had a good group of people involved and you can see if you visit the therapy expo website you'll see um the listing of the advisory board we we tried to make sure we had really interesting individuals and, and people who've maybe had a track record with Therapy Expo or a real track record in the industry. And we also made sure we worked with a number of um, associations. So people like um, Sports Therapy Association, the Society of Sports Therapists, uh, Basrat also had representation, you know, people like Daniel Lawrence or Rock Tape as well. So there was a good, a really good mix of people um, involved in the group. And we met for a couple of hours, really, every, um, you know, once a month. And we, you know, really, it was, you know, it was a big discussion, really, about, you know, some of the types of people or the types of sessions or the different approaches that we needed to consider. And uh, there was a lot that came from that, you know. And one of the things I said to the group was that there are some speakers that we have had many times in the past that are always incredibly well received and people you know come Hello or high water always want to hear from them you know people like chris norris for example but um at the by the same token we wanted to find some new speakers people we hadn't maybe worked with before yeah. and some fresh faces so you know we, this year we've got you know people like liz bailey who you do i think you know you might you probably know who she is as well and she's not spoken for us before at therapy expo and she comes with a slightly different hat on and a different perspective sure. from the world of dance um you know so it's a slightly you know different approach and a different um a different individual who's speaking and we've just tried to do that throughout to be honest in terms of just having uh yeah mm. different perspectives uh different viewpoints and you know we've had some good suggestions as well about how we can change things maybe having some slightly more interactive sessions as well some more panel discussions so we've got something that mike james is leading around um around the you know things like the best mistakes you've ever made as well which we're sort of finishing off at the minute in terms of putting that together something around CPD and how you can access good quality CPD So there's a few different ideas we've got in the mix to make it as varied as possible. And we've got new theatres as well. So we're focusing on, um, you know, working with heart-centred business to make sure we've got some some business advice clinics. Um, So there's a lot going on. We're trying to really mix it up and add more to it and, um, you know, make it as valuable as possible and as, you know, great value for money as possible. And I think by having this group and having those regular meetings on a monthly basis has been fantastic. And, you know, I'm just grateful to all that group because, you know, a couple of hours every month and a few emails and a few other introductions and chats they've been doing so they've you know really stepped up and helped us out massively and contributed in a big way to what we hope is going to be a really successful event this year.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Because that is a really—that's another thing that's a a tough balance, isn't it? You you want the tried and tested, and you want to try and go with what has has helped and worked before, but you also want to freshen it up with with new faces and new ideas. Um, It's funny you say about Liz Bailey bringing bringing a slightly different hat. She has a variety of costume hats that I'm sure she'll be bringing. She brings a a showbiz class uh, to any event, and so yeah, I'm well aware of Liz and her work, and, and certainly excited to to get together I think I've known her a good while but I don't think we've met in person which is probably going to be the first opportunity I get to do that and that won't be the, she won't be the only one you know there's so many people that you feel you forged relationships with why it works why it works so yeah, well exactly so. That, that networking um, and, and the ability to actually put faces to names after so much time just online as as faces on, in boxes on screens and stuff so you know that, that is that is great Um, are you allowed to have favourites or is it a bit like picking a favourite child you know have you got certain things that you're looking for <laughs> to i know you're out of industry and you're not therefore going to be obsessing over how to improve your skills at assessing a knee but i'm just wondering in terms of the content creation are you allowed to sort of give any suggestions as to what pieces you're particularly uh, pleased with having to put together
0: i think it's i think it's always interesting to have um people from a variety of you know different backgrounds and i think by working with people like the sports therapy association and uh, the society of sports therapists basrat they have been able to bring in um some different faces different people as well you know from different sporting backgrounds um, like i said from the world of dance um or other you know other areas as well so yeah i mean there's just i mean there's just there's probably too many to mention and then like i said we've got our advisory board and you know i could probably you know say you know people like chris Norris always gets good feedback and he's you know a bit of a you know legend in the um in the industry so it's always great to work with him and people like Mike Rice, <laughs> yeah, Mike too. James, Anna Maria who I know you know well they're all great um people and they all have big energy mm. they can all Uh, not only have good content but they can present well um also so yeah it's a pleasure working with the whole advisory board and then you know for me it's great because these people that i chat to months in advance on zoom calls and teams and things like that and then you get to meet them in person and see see how it goes down and then look at the feedback and and then build again from there and try and improve again for 2023.
1: Absolutely, I think one of the things that's been interesting, so i 'm speaking at the end of day one on the hands on health stream that Anna Maria is putting together yeah. been very impressed with that in part because it took for a pandemic for me to realize just what we lost when we lost contact and so I know that sounds mad because you know we we are of hands on professions, but generally speaking, as someone that has more of a rehab focus it, it you know Anna was very persuasive to me. Um, during and since the pandemic over the ways in which these things need to be better integrated and the pragmatic application of hands-on techniques and skills and how that can bridge the gap into, into rehab. So I'm delighted to be contributing to that stream. I encourage people to have a look at that program and the many others where the, the, the theme and the balance, as I can see at Expo, is going to be about, yes, the practical skills, but also then the applied mechanism of that into, say, Uh, body part or body region related pathology but also then certain theories and concepts on techniques and how they would sit within context There's then also the um, integration of say products and services uh, of how they would assist you both in in your business uh, if that is something you do or just in in generally with raising your um standards of of clinical practice and so that's one of the things that obviously we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out and hopefully contributing to as well um really kind of keen to see how that all how that all works you've got an adjacent show the ot show goes on simultaneously so if people attend therapy expo what else can they get into to have a little wander around
0: well yeah we do so we have a separate um or tea show, which, um, which I don't actually work on the content for that one, to be honest. So probably can't go into loads of um, detail on that side of things. But we have thousands of people also attend that as no, well. No, no, I won't be grilling um,
1: you on the detail. <laughs> it,
0: we... Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, we also have... Um our new MSK conference as well which we which we're partnering with um the muscular skeletal association of chartered physiotherapists the society of musculoskeletal medicine and the advanced practice physiotherapy network so we're working on that uh, strand of work as well and that's brand new for this year so there's lots going on, and we're growing all the time. And if, you know, if you think about the amount of different theaters and content, um, you know, probably the biggest challenge for a lot of people attending this year is just going to be the choice, working out what to attend, where and when. Because um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very, very busy. And we've yeah, I think the choice. I think we've got about. Three four times the choice of sessions that we had previously. Um, so I don't think anyone will hopefully, I mean, please tell me if it if uh, yeah. anybody listening if they do find it, but I don't think you'll have a half hour where you'll be bored or twiddling your thumbs or anything. There's something to do,
1: <laughs> certainly, certainly not. Yeah, there's plenty going on. Um, there's something that my, my original invite as a speaker was to the MSK conference, which is appm. Mm. Som and MACP have collaborated as part of what is known as the MSK Partnership, uh, which which uh, organise and and sort of especially supported by NHS England and Health Education England It's a group that I know have been active and I've contributed to right, yeah. those discussions over the over the years they're then coming together for their first joint conference and I'm, I'm excited to see how that how that fits is that bi-directional then so I know that then if you have a ticket to the MSK conference you've then got access to Expo is that the same the other way around so if you're coming to Expo you can get into the MSK conference?
0: Um, i think they are i'm pretty certain and I, if i'm wrong don't worry we can put a correction in but they are separate entities overall so they are separate so it's a shared exhibition area but they are um separate conferences for that aspect
1: gotcha right so yeah if you if you have expo ticket you you can't necessarily wander into their their lectures and Not for
0: that bit. right no, so that is a, so we're working with yeah we're working with them this year and and hosting their um their event and it means that you know we're able to you know put more together and obviously it's really you know great people to work with you know great relationships we can form through that but it's the same as you know i guess it's you know therapy expo is one of a cluster i guess of three um linked but separate events overall with one massive shared exhibition overall
1: gotcha yeah yeah no that that, that makes sense the exhibitions a shared space but the education uh, seminars are, are, are different on the expo side you've got as you said many theaters and, and different types of areas so you've got your more open practical areas within sort of almost inside the expo floor and then you've got your theaters uh, to the side for, for sort of more seating and 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 uh, more the the stage lighting and the like so yeah you tend to tend to get that balance pretty well uh, I know that um, it's it's always interesting in the, the, where the, the hive of activity is. Sometimes you can wander the expo floor and sort of go where the noise is, um, which is quite nice.
0: Yeah, we've added in the, um, you know, like you said, with Anna Maria and, and Becky, the hands-on hub, because we wanted to have more practical onshore, uh, onshore floor content. So that's something we added this year. We obviously work with, you know, organizations like Rocktape and Venn Healthcare, and they have some sort of um, show floor theater content. Uh, we've got some demo zones as well. And then obviously we've got our lecture theater content as well. We've got, you know, three different theaters there. So, you, you know, at any one time, you, there's seven or eight different things you could be doing.
1: So we've been asked to do some podcast content on stand um, as So we're going to be setting up a studio um, on our stand as well as then We've got some really fun stuff we're doing with our partners. So I can announce that here that we've, uh, we've got a couple of uh, fun ideas we've had where at one point on each of the days, me and Jim are going to be doing a change my mind. So we're setting up a trestle table, putting up something provocative of which we would stand by and then inviting various different people to come and challenge us on that and, and try to change our mind. So, for example, Jim is, uh, is going to be sat in front of something that says, I think we should stop saying wear and tear. And obviously he's referring to osteoarthritis there, which I know is a contentious topic at the moment and something that has become part of our lingo Um, and he's sort of become someone who's advocating for us to stop using that language for various reasons and he'll be justifying that but I know there's plenty of people that disagree with him and therefore they'll be joining him on our stand which we will announce the times for to change his mind. Similarly I'll be making a case one time about why you're not necessarily altering tissue characteristics with manual therapy and again inviting you to change my mind we're always open to that and we are a platform for free debate and and dialogue that then does move the needle and so that's just one example of the content we'll be producing on stand that you can come along to and we'll be announcing a timetable for that also got various different guests you can imagine this physio matters and therapy live speakers that are then at expo that we'll be getting into the hot seat and grilling them sometimes just immediately after they've come off stage so that you can add a little bit of value and maybe get even some of your own questions into them. Uh, we also have some fitness testing that we're going to be doing on the Physiomatters Sports Day. So at various different times, you're going to be able to then test yourself uh, against both our, our uh, equipment and some of the technology from our from our friends and partners. Um, at Various different uh, software and hardware providers that we work with that also happen to be at Expo. So a big collaboration amongst all of the Physiomatters family. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're, we're really uh, excited to be more involved, um, and especially because we're hearing from you guys more and more about how we want to try and find that, that uh, sought-after sweet spot between sort of virtual and online and social media presence but also then getting to terra firma when possible and getting together and getting a beer in hand again and getting that mix uh, that we're all striving for and so i think therapy expo is a really good opportunity for that so please do snap up your tickets um as soon as you can uh, before they before they go uh, and i know there is an early bird rate that's been extended at the moment so please do have a look into that and get it snapped up okay anything else you want to add before we wrap up then liam
0: well, just a you know shameless uh, shameless plug, but yeah, to follow on from what you said, we do have a price point uh, that goes up at the end of this month, so at the end, you know by Halloween, at um, the tickets at the minute are 139 pounds. You can get that for the in the next five days or so. Um, so uh, and then they, you know you're saving 150 quid uh, by getting it earlier. So do um, do try and get in there before before Halloween and get your uh, cheaper ticket.
1: For sure, no that's good I will uh, make sure that all the links are attached to this video so click around them yeah. um, and if, if you can't find them then do go to the Therapy Expo's website for that um, and we will we will make sure we provide you all the links and keep an eye on our social media as well as theirs for all the updates that you need uh, at the NEC uh, of course um, and so you get all the, I think it's one of the things that's useful as well is that unlike many of the sort of smaller events and conferences on our industry you then have a lot of sort of I guess there's some risk factors around the variation that can occur in conference venues, parking, access, that sort of stuff. And so one of the things by being at the National Exhibition Centre in, in Birmingham is that you've then got some real consistency there. It's still got a great identity because it's built, of course, within the shell of the NEC, but fundamentally then you, you can be confident with regards to access, travel, parking, etc. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things that's sort of really good for, for peace of mind, loads of places to stay. And so do get in touch if you've got any questions, either for me or or for Liam. But thanks a lot today uh, for joining me. Really appreciated the chat.
0: No, brilliant. Thank you very much, Jack. Thanks for having me, and uh, see you in a few weeks' time, and we can have that beer, hopefully.
1: Yeah, absolutely. See you in a few weeks. Thanks, then. Bye-bye.
0: Cheers. Thank you.